We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode number 68. Have a special episode for you today. It's just going to be me on the podcast. Today I'm interviewing Donnie Collins from the Scranton Times Tribune. We talked about a lot of stuff with the Yankees minor leagues, uh, Ref Snyder, Judge, Nick Swisher, who just made his debut in Scranton. So a lot of good stuff on this episode. But before we get to that, I do want to mention that episode number 68, you know who I'm going with. It's Big Dellen Batances. Got to go with him for number 68. He uh, was nasty in Toronto, made Joey Bats buckle on that 3-2 curveball. So, of course, episode 68 goes to our favorite Dellen Batances. So going to kick it over to that interview now. Hope you guys enjoy. Okay, we are joined now by Donnie Collins. He is on Twitter at Donnie Collins TT. He writes for the Scranton Times Tribune covering the Rail Riders, which, as I'm sure you know, is the Yankees AAA affiliate. Donnie, what's up, man? Thanks for joining. How you doing? So uh, you've, you're in Scranton. Are you, are you from the Scranton area? Yeah, I was born in Scranton, raised uh, just outside the city. And uh, yeah, I went away for college for four years. But when I moved back here, this is where I, I came to be. I mean, it's a Really good area, really fun. I mean, I, for a guy who wanted to be a baseball writer, it was pretty neat to grow up about five minutes from a, a baseball stadium. So it was, you know, a fun place to come back to, and I've I've never left. I, I I just love covering minor league baseball, you know, local sports, Penn State football. I do things like that. That's excellent. Yeah. So I've never been to Scranton. My my Scranton knowledge really just comes from the office. The office, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure 99 percent of people is. Yeah, it's it's pretty accurate. You you, you I. I, I do a lot of travel for uh, college football, and I'll and, uh, invariably go to a city, and, and somebody at the, at the desk will look at my uh, driver's license and ask me something about Poor Richard's Pub or Dunder Mifflin or something like that, and it's it's always pretty funny. I love the show, too. So <laughs> Does Poor and Richard's I, I know Pub actually exist? Poor Richard's Pub actually exists. It's a... Uh, it's in the... Uh, it's in a bowling alley, actually, and you know, a, friend, a couple of friends and I used... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple of friends and I used to bowl a lot. So our uh, big big Lebowski fans also. So uh, we we we'd go we'd go bowling and you know go to Poor Richards afterwards for a you know d- d- just to hang out and it, it's a it's it doesn't look like it does on the on the TV show of course but uh, yeah it's a it, it's an actual actual place and a lot of the places little known little known fact that you know a lot of the places that they do mention on the show actually exist. 
Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm from Rhode Island originally, and a lot of people know Rhode Island from Family Guy, and they ask if Quahog is an actual city in Rhode Island, which it is not. I don't know if you're a Family Guy fan, but uh, I, I, I got a lot of those questions when I went to college as well. Yeah, I, I, I am not. A, I, I, my sons are. They love Family Guy, but I, I did not know Quahog was not a city in Rhode Island. I just thought, I just assumed. <laughs> no, just a, just a sea creature. <laughs> which which is uh, I think part of the joke. <laughs> so, I, I think I've I've only ever seen one or two episodes of uh, Family Guy, and one of them it was the one when he was singing with Tom Brady or something like yeah. that. He was playing football. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so so you said you grew up. Uh, so the the Rail Riders were not always the Yankees AAA, right? No, no. The they they've gone through a couple of incarnations. They they they. Uh, it, it, the the story of this team is is, is a long one, but the, the short version is uh, the, the, the short and cleaned up version, I guess, is is that they they ended up with a franchise that started in 1989, and 89 through 2006 they were the Scranton Wilkesbury Red Barons, and they were the Phillies AAA team. So we had you know when I first started uh, covering this this franchise, uh, Chase Utley was the second baseman, and, and Nick Punto, and guys like that, and. You know, guys who Brett Myers, guys with Marlon Berg, guys who had a long, you know, Ryan Howard, uh, long long careers in the uh, in the big leagues. So it, I I, ended up, I kind of ended up walking into this franchise when it was when it was getting really good. And then after '06, the Yankees came in and uh, kind of redid everything. Redid this, you know, clubhouse got redone the season before, and and and, and eventually the stadium got redone. So you would never if if you were somebody who would had gone to a game here from 1989 through 2006, and then just this year decided you wanted to come back. You you wouldn't even know it was the same place. I mean, different different uh, affiliate in here, different different looking stadium. One of the better minor league stadiums in the country right now, but uh, a whole different atmosphere right now around the park. And you know, with with the Yankees in, it's I mean, the Yankees. This is the tenth season with the Yankees here, and it, it kind of still seems like a new operation. You know, still kind of getting used to having the Yankees around and not the Phillies. That that's how ingrained the Phillies were here. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about about that. That's interesting how these minor league teams do this. They just change organizations because I'm sure a lot of the people in Scranton are Phillies fans. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I would say it's if it's it might be split between the Phillies and the Yankees, but I, I, there's probably more Yankees fans just because of the the recent run they've they've had since the, the mid '90s. But but yeah, it, it it's. We've seen a lot of a lot of switching and a lot of changing in the, uh, in, in, you know, in, in AAA recently because you know not now the trend is do they want to minimize paying for travel so they want the closest affiliate they can get and and the Yankees kind of swooped in here after you know Steinbrenner had that that you know clo- close enough affiliation with Columbus for all those years because he's from there but after Steinbrenner kind of ceded a little control there. Yeah, and Cashman and, and 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 those guys kind of wanted to move the uh, the franchise a little closer to New York, and and Scranton had a a stadium that was kind of falling apart at the time, and you know they they, they helped make a an investment into you know kind of changing that around, and and you know with some state money and everything, they they got a really great facility out of the deal. So so the Yankees are you know they're here allegedly another twenty five years or so, whatever the. Uh, Whatever the lease is on the on the stadium, that that's that's what it's tied into. It, it it's it's a long term thing, but but you're starting to see a lot of these fran a lot of the big league franchises trying to find the closest affiliate they can get to to uh to, to where they're at now. So 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 there's very few teams like say for instance the Mets who are in Las Vegas. Yeah, that one always baffled me. <laughs> yeah, that that that's just kind of there's two there. there <laughs> Not to get into a long minor league conversation here, but there's two franchises in the minor in, in AAA. New Orleans is one of them, and, and Las Vegas is the other that nobody ever really wanted to be at because obviously one's New Orleans and one's Las Vegas, and they don't want to take the risk with the players. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sticking but, a 21 year old kid who who just suddenly came into a lot of money in New Orleans or Vegas is yeah. is a risky proposition. Exactly, and 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 uh. The Mets really badly when the Phillies left. The Mets really badly wanted to come into uh, into Scranton, but but the Yankees uh, the Yankees were the team they came to to an agreement with. So the Mets ever since really have, have kind of been shuffling around, and and Vegas was the you know, <laughs> they were the odd man out, I guess, and 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 the Mets ended up there. But I'm I'm pretty sure that 
as, as soon as somebody closer ends up, you know, you know, in this kind of little bit of little bit, little dispute with their affiliate, and which always seems to happen every couple of years, you know, the, the Mets will swoop in and, and, and a closer team, and someone else will end up in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense geographically, uh, geographically to have your team close to your professional team, especially today with how much rosters are shuffling. I mean, the Yankees with the Scranton shuttle, they're bringing in the last arm out of the bullpen twice a week, it seemed like, last year. So to have to, yeah. you know, it, easy to just send a guy up, up the highway on a bus versus fly him out to Vegas, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah. And, and it would they wouldn't have been able to do what they did last year if, if they were still in Columbus. I, I, you know, Columbus has the, they have a major international airport there. It's, it's pretty easy to, to get a flight out of there. But, but it, it's, it's just easier. It, it's, it's a car ride from, 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 uh, from Scranton to New York. I mean, you're there in an hour and 50 minutes if you leave at the right time of day. So it's a, it, it, it's a, it's a much better situation for the Yankees, and it's it's a great situation for for Scranton because, you know, this area, Triple A baseball is struggling here for a, for a little while, and and they needed they needed the right team to come in here, and I, and I think that a lot of the Yankees fans are coming around and and, and seeing that yeah you can you can come out to the ballpark now and see you know Jesus Montero a couple of years ago, Rob Refsnyder now, uh, Aaron Judge now, and and, and kind of. You know, they are they are going to get called up. They are the, they are the future. They're 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 they're, they're big time stars. And and last year, I, you know, second half of last season, the the attendance at at PNC Field here was 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 pretty remarkable. I had I had never seen a run like that for for a team to to you know, kind of sell out as as many games as they did in the second half last year. Get nine ten thousand fans. It was it, it it was pretty remarkable. And it's showing the fans are really coming around to the experience at the at the ballpark. That's that's awesome to hear because usually you get a sellout if uh, you know some major league player is making a rehab stint, you know, like Derek Jeter when he made his his rehab stint, or I remember when Roger Clemens was coming back and he was making his tour through the minors. It was like you know big press following him around. But it's great that you know the Yankees are finally having some prospects who are making waves and people are getting behind them. It was bleak there for a while. I mean, you know, you were there covering the team. For five, six years there, there, there was nobody coming through the organization that was really to get excited about. Yeah, there, I mean, there, there was a, the occasional guy. I mean, Brett Gardner was here for a year. But I don't Brett know. Brett Gardner I, doesn't I, exactly have the same cachet as Aaron Judge, who's six exactly. seven, hitting 450-foot home runs. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, I mean, if, if Aaron Judge has the career that Brett Gardner's had, he'll have done pretty well for himself. But you're right. I mean, Gardner was not the prospect at that time that the judge is. And, you know, you know, they, they've, I mean, Shelly Duncan, he, he hit those massive home runs, but no, but there was no real hype around him. Um, you, you, Austin Jackson had a great season here, but again, not one of the game's big prospects. Now, now, now on this team, you've got several of the game's bigger prospects. Last year, you had Severino and he, you know, he was seven and zero here, I believe. So, so he, you know, he was, he was worth the price of admission, but you know, to it, it's one thing to have some prospects. It's another one. It's another thing for them, for them to go out and, and perform. And, and and I think to a a certain degree, you know, Sanchez last year certainly performed. Uh, Severino did. Aaron Judge had his moments, but you know, Heathcott and and, uh, and Mason Williams were, were were pretty good. Ref Snyder's been pretty good since he's been here. But you know, the, you're also mixing them in with guys who he get to see on a daily basis. You know, a guy like Ben Gamble, who uh, who's been great since day one here. Uh, they won last April, so to, to, to see them mixed in and see them kind of develop into in, into what they've you know you know a, a kind of a prospect in their own right. It, it's it's been a it's been fun the last couple of years, more fun the last couple of years than it was the first couple. And they've always seemed to have really good teams here. I mean, they've had winners. They they won the the Governors Cup in two thousand two thousand eight with, with with the Yankees prospects, but but these these guys are there's a little different feeling around the last two teams here. Yeah, sometimes though having a winner in AAA isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean you have a lot of good prospects. It could mean you got a lot of 4A players who, you know, they're just they know how to play the game better than a 21-year-old prospect. Uh, you know, one guy that comes to mind is Kayagawa, who I saw him pitch in the minors a few times because uh, again, I'm from Rhode Island, so the Pawtucket Red Sox are right in town and the tickets were like 5 bucks. So anytime that the, the uh, Yankees AAA team was in town, I would go. And I remember one time in college, I, I went over the summer and Keigawa pitched like a seven inning shutout, like two hits. But he goes up to the major league team and he gets absolutely crushed. So, so sometimes having your AAA team win uh, can be kind of a, you know, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. But with this recent team, 
it is the fact that they have a lot of good young talent. And you just mentioned a ton of those guys. Uh, one guy I want to talk about, it's because, uh, is Aaron Judge. And he's kind of getting everybody excited. But when he came up from double-A last year, he kind of struggled a little bit, right? Yeah, he he had some moments. He, he, he'd get a, a big hit here and there. He could certainly hit a fastball. But he struggled against some of the, the better breaking balls. And, and, and that, that's the thing about... About about Triple A baseball that that I don't think anyone really realizes it's such a step up from from Double A. I, I actually think you know I I really do believe that the that the step up from Double A to Triple A is the biggest in baseball because in Double A wow. you're facing prospects. There, there's a lot of guys who throw very hard. You know you're 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 dealing with a to, a totally different type of pitcher. You go to Triple A, then you get a guy like you know I don't want to say Kayagawa. He didn't he never had great stuff. But you have you have guys with middling stuff here who know how to use it. You, you know, it, it's right, and, and, and it's uh, it's tough to hit those guys sometimes. I mean, the, the guy who pitched last night for the for the Rail Riders, Tyler Cloyd, uh, he's been he's been one of the better AAA pitchers over the last four or five years because he you know he takes a, you know, he, he throws a decent fastball and takes a little off the fastball. He, he throws a curve and then gets it to you know th- then he can throw it in the dirt. He's got, he's got some good command. He's you know he he, he keeps you off balance. And, and a young hitter has never seen that type of pitcher in double A because and, and the reason is they're not you know, there 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 are no guys like that in double A they, they they have it's it's much more of a prospect league it's much more of a hard throwing league and and then when you when you come up here you, you get the guy who is kind of the four A pitcher and right. the four A pitcher will give a guy like Aaron Judge a lot of problems it, you know, it, the international league is a, is, a, is a terrific league it is the second best baseball league. Maybe second best baseball league, definitely in the in the United States. Maybe a, a top two or three league in the world. It, it, it's really really a great league, and 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 for Judge to come up and, and hit two thirty, it didn't surprise me. It, 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 but you know, it's he's going to have to make some adjustments, or else or else this will stall him. He he's and he's made some of those adjustments. The leg kick this year seems to have helped him a little bit with his timing, but but he is still going to get beat by breaking balls. And, and and Judge might just be a guy who is going to be susceptible to that going forward. But but he's going to give you a lot of bang for your buck because he's going to run into thirty homers. Yeah, I mean he's gotten off to a hot start. I know it's only been a handful of games, but he's hitting three twenty three so far, which you know part of those adjustments you mentioned. So that's good to see. Uh, but but do you think the hype around him is legit? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, here's what here's what Judge does really well that that most of those big bodied players don't do. He 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 he, he does the athletic things. He's yeah. he's such a good defender. I mean, you you can you can make an argument. Judge is the best full time right fielder in the league. He he gets to he he he's he just there's nothing lumbering about him. He he gets a great read on the ball. He gets a great jump. He you know he's got a really strong throwing arm and 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 right field at, at PNC Field is going to be a lot tougher to play than right field at Yankee Stadium because there's a lot less ground to cover in the big leagues. So he, he's he's going to be a, a terrific defender. He's a really good base runner. Last night in the in the ninth inning, he uh, he he went first to third on a on a on a pretty sharp single. So I I I, I was pretty impressed by that. He he's he, he's just so athletic. He's going to figure it out. And I, I think actually the worst thing he does is hit. <laughs> because because he just he's going to strike out a lot and he and he's still making those adjustments but but yeah it's early even he said yeah it's too early to tell if the light kick is going to work but he's got some confidence in it it's it's helping with his timing and you know we'll we'll see going forward I I think he's just because he's so athletic and and and, and so gifted and and honestly such a hard worker and such a a nice guy who who really you know he he takes everything he doesn't get too high he doesn't get too low he's got the right attitude he, he he's such a good athlete though that that I think he'll figure it all out and you know we were having a conversation uh, the other day if if he decided in five minutes he wanted to quit baseball and tr- and, and 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 declare himself eligible for the NFL draft and in, in in two weeks Tight he end. might get he might get picked yeah. he's that athletic yeah he's got that Rob Gronkowski frame. Oh, you know, he's even bigger. I mean, the guy is like almost the size of LeBron James. He, he's he's a monster, and you know, you you, you look at you've seen. I I mean, I know for a fact I'm six foot, maybe almost almost six foot. You one. tell people you're six foot. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I I am I'm six foot one legitimately, and Nick Swisher, who is listed at six foot or six foot one or whatever it is, is is a full three inches shorter than me. I stood next to him last night. Well, he's, to, he's I, shrinking in his old age. 
He is, but 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 that that's the thing. I mean, you, you you look at a you look at a roster and say, well, this guy's listed at six foot. He's probably five foot ten or something like or, or whatever number. But you look at the roster and Aaron Judge is is listed at six foot seven, and you wonder if that's even a little short because he, he's just so huge. If, if to stand next to him and to talk to him for five minutes, you just feel like a the smallest guy in that's ever been, that's ever walked into the clubhouse. He's he, he's just a. He's, he's a giant. He, he There's nobody I've ever seen that's quite like this guy. Yeah, you really don't see that in baseball. Yeah, you you mentioned those listings. You always got to question those because I think Pablo Sandoval is listed at 255. I looked it up yesterday. Yeah. And there's <laughs> no way that guy's 255 <laughs> no. with all the, the news surrounding Sandoval right now. But uh, all right, so you mentioned Swisher, everyone's favorite Yankees coming back. People loved him when he was in the Bronx uh, on the championship team and a couple years after that. Um, I mean, he got paid to go away by Cleveland and Atlanta. So does he actually have anything left in the tank? You know, you can't really go based on the one game you've seen. I know he went one for four, but, uh, you know, what's your opinion? Do you think he could actually help the team this year? Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a process with him. You know, ask in a week if he's, if he's got, you know, if he's got, you know, gotten over some of the injuries and if he's, if he's physically ready to go, because from what I saw last night, if, if I'm basing it on one game, yeah, I thought he, I thought he moved well around the bag. I, I, I thought he, you know, he got, he got to a couple of balls that I, that I thought a slow footed first baseman might've struggled with. He, he made some athletic moves, but offensively he's, his timing's off. He's, he's not there yet. He, he had a couple of pitches to drive last night and missed them. His, he was one for four, but Ironically, nobody laughed harder about this than Swisher did. But his one, one of his four hits was a was an infield hit. One, one of the one of the his one for four, you know, his one hit was an infield hit, and he and he really had to leg it out too. So yeah, that's a fluke into the shift. So yeah, he, he he's not going to get too many of those. But, but we'll see. I mean, he's he's going to. Yeah, he's he's going to get regular playing time here. It was a really bad time for Chris Parmalee to go one for sixteen. If, if I'm not sure if he starts ten for twenty. Or something like that. If if they if they don't just give him an extended run, but but I, you know Swisher gives you something. He, he's 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 a guy who he he adds something to the to the clubhouse. Very obviously, he's he's not an act. He's he, he's always up. He's 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 up. He's relentlessly positive, and and I think that's going to rub off on this team here in AAA, and I think it will rub off on the Yankees. They need that youthful exuberance that he always kind of brought. I I, I don't think he's done. I, I think he can contribute something. Is it quality first base at bat? Is it is it what Aaron or is it what uh, Greg Bird gave last year? Oh well, when, I mean when, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, no, I think Greg Bird not, was fantastic. Yeah, it's not it's not that. But if Mark Teixeira gets hurt, and that's really Swisher's role in this team, if yeah. Mark Teixeira gets hurt, I don't what, know what could they do. Yeah, so I was I was watching the Tigers game uh, when Teixeira was DHing last weekend, and Ackley was at first base, and he looked lost at first base. Two balls that he could have easily picked that any any average first baseman picks, Ackley couldn't even come close to picking them. So I think that also plays a factor. Is just they don't trust Ackley at first base, and at least Swisher has a lot of experience at first base. I know he's not a, a Gold Glove caliber first baseman by any means, but but like you said, he can at least provide some depth there. And, you know, maybe he catches a little bit of that, you know, uh, rejuvenation like we saw Soriano get a couple years ago when he came back to the Yankees. And, um, you know, he, Swisher seems happy to be back with the Yankees organization. Yeah, he's, he's thrilled. I mean, I, I don't think there's a I, I don't think it's semantics at all. I think he's he's thrilled to be back in the organization. But, yeah, that, that's what they're looking for is, is a little of the old Swisher magic. And I, I don't know if that's. If, if that's something that can carry you through a, a half of a season, he, he's going to have to show that he's healthy and and, 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 could, and could recapture his swing. But but I, the interesting thing is, I, I and, and this is something that nobody's really even considered. What if he hits? What if what if he could do it? What, right. you know, what if what if he comes down here and he hits, you know, three hundred? And and then then you have to make a decision. But your decision really, essentially, if you're the Yankees, is Ackley mm-hmm. now. You, you, you've traded for him. You, you, he's been on your radar for years. You've wanted him as a as a utility type of guy, but there's no there's no other move to make. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna send whoever the the shortstop is at the time, Torres or, or or you know whoever is is in that spot at the time. Certainly not Torres right now. So, so you, you you can't you can't make that move. You, you, there's nobody else really on the roster where you're gonna send down an outfielder, I guess, but. But I, I I don't see that happening either. It's not going to be Aaron Hicks. So certainly going to be. Gotten to a point. 
it's got to be Ackley. So so you you've almost got to give up on a guy to to, to take Swisher. Now I'm not sure they're close to giving up on Ackley because he could do a lot more than Swisher can do, even if he can't play first base. But you know that that said, it's going to come down to who hits, and there is always that concern with Teixeira because. You know, he's got he's had a lot of fluke injuries over the years. And, and, and you know, Teixeira has said it, you know, they're flukes. It's not like it's it's something that's recurring. And I get that. But the fluke is recurring. So so you always have to be kind of uh, aware with Teixeira. And, you know, it's not like you have Greg Bird anymore. You, you have you have Teixeira. And if you lose him, you're in big trouble. It's like losing your fantasy quarterback. Yeah. You're your fantasy football quarterback. If you lose him, your season's over. Well, you so, saw so what happened to share healthy last year when Teixeira went down. The the offense totally sputtered, and Greg Bird was excellent. But especially against left-handed pitching, the offense was terrible. And in a in a couple games this year, the offense has been terrible against lefties. I think they've they they they're scoring um you know an average of. Uh, or they have they've scored like an, uh, every five at bats against righties and every sixteen at bats against lefties. So it, it is a problem, and that's something that Ackley doesn't give them because he's a lefty hitter. I know Swisher's a switch hitter. I don't know how much I, I think he's a left-handed player. He's a left-handed thrower, so lefties his natural side, right? Yeah, it, whether it is or isn't, I mean he's a he's a better left-handed hitter. That's Definitely. the that's the issue at this point with with Swisher, and you know it. You you could take Greg Bird what he did last year and 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 say maybe Mark Teixeira doesn't even do that down you know down the stretch in the last two months but the, but the big difference there is you don't have Mark Teixeira in the lineup and 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 there's nobody in the league who was quaking in their boots with all due respect to Greg Bird that Greg Bird was coming up you know, the, the, you know the, 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 there just wasn't I mean the, the people were going to take the any any manager in the American League last year and Greg Bird will tell you this. That any manager in the American League last year, any pitcher would rather have faced him than Mark Teixeira. So it, it fundamentally changed the Yankees lineup, and and and, they, and it would fundamentally change their lineup this year if if they lost him. And but Swisher does give you that if he could recapture some of the swing, some of the power stroke. And last night he flied out. It was a weak fly ball to right field, but right field here at, at, at PNC Field is, is is really really deep. I mean, he probably hit it to the to a gap where there's you know it was a, it was three forty. You know, but that's probably about two or three rows back at the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> on a hot day in July, that might be in the yeah. stands. So, so, may, so maybe if he's at Yankee Stadium last night, he's two for four with an infield single and a, and a cheap home run. Right. And, and and I think that the Yankees might might take that from 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 Swisher. Get you know, maybe he could run into the occasional cheap home run if he can if he could do it. I mean, certainly he's going to drive a few, but but that that's really what they're looking for. It's what they're looking for from Ackley too, but. Yeah, you know, hey, this is the time you're going to try Ackley. If you get to July and it's the the pen, you're you're two two or three games behind Toronto and they're really they're really surging and you're you know you're you're going to be very reluctant to sit Mark Teixeira, but the guy's going to still need some rest. So I, I think that I think that Swisher gives them a little bit of a uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of hope that they can get a veteran presence in there without having to give up somebody to get the veteran presence. No, yeah, I hear you. And they have until June 15th, right, until he can opt out if he's not on the big club? Yeah, that's correct. He's, he's, he's going to be in Scranton for two months unless he really tears it up and they or they decide that they, they need to make the move now. And it's an interesting point you raise with Ackley. It's going to have to be Ackley because those are the most comparable players, you know, switcher to Ackley. It's not going to be Torres, who has been playing exceptionally. He's been hitting, which I don't think they expected him to do. But I mentioned Torres because he took the job from Ref Snyder, or Ref Snyder didn't play well enough, to, so he gave the job to Torres, but Ref Snyder is one of these things that I just can't figure out, because I, when he's been on the big league club, he, I think he's actually played pretty well. He's got some pop, he seemed athletic in the field, he's not a gold glove fielder, but he, he seemed competent at the, at, the, at the very least, but the organization just does not trust him in the field, and I don't see him making the jump to, to the major league team unless that changes. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of chuckling at your at the at the point you're making because I totally agree with it and I've been saying it for a long time. I I, I don't know when all of a sudden defense at second base became such a premium for the Yankees. <laughs> you know, they've always had a lousy second base. Maybe Steve Sachs was no good back in the day. I mean, uh, Cano, but, Cano was a Gold Glover. Cano was a Gold Glover, but they kind of but they didn't they didn't know that. They thought he was going to struggle defensively when he was coming up. They didn't they tried to convert him to third base too, but but they they've gotten by with Soriano there. They've gotten by with with Knobloch. And I and I get it that the 
the difference there is that they give you a better offensive game or a better offensive tool than Ref Snyder gives you. But but I, I totally agree with him. It, if you watch Ref Snyder for 130 games, as I have, I did last year and, 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 and the whole second half the year before, you, you, you wonder what they're looking at because he makes the plays. I mean, he, does he struck? Does he get into some some ruts at times? Yeah, where he's you know his footwork isn't great or his arm angle's not great. Yes, but but he fixes it. He fixes it fast enough, and he's able to make some plays. I, I thought last year at second base he was able to make a ton of really good plays up the middle. He showed a lot of range. He he made some adjustments, and 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 I and I really thought last year that once you know in, in September once he started to play a little bit down the stretch, and then he started in the playoff game. I really thought he was going to open the season as the second baseman. Now, and, and, and granted, Starlin Castro is a better player than Rob Refsnyder. I'd make that trade, too. So I, I get it. But now I, I think you just have to punt if you're the Yankees. There, yeah. there's, no, there's nowhere for him to play. He's, he's going to be around in case Castro gets hurt. But you, know, you, you don't really want that to happen. And, and, and moving him to third, it, that's not going to work. It, 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 it's, not a, it's not an easy transition to make. I mean, to, to go from, from, from second base to third base, I've seen guys try to do it. I, I saw Chase Utley try to do it in the minor leagues about 15 years ago, and it didn't work. It was a mess. He, he couldn't do it. I, I would be shocked if, if Ref Snyder could do it. it, it he doesn't have the, the third baseman skill set, really. He doesn't, have the, he doesn't have the strong throwing arm. He doesn't, he doesn't have the experience there. It's, a, it's not an easy position to play. I think his spot is second base, and I and I think his value to the Yankees is keeping him at second base, showing that he can develop there, and and, and maybe trying to get some other teams to to take him. And 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 and, and really, I, I I I think they've I, I think they've they've kind of let a good talent go. He's a guy who could have helped them in a in a in a, in a, in a big league spot. I mean, he, what what really shocks me about him is he's a good outfielder. I was just going to ask you. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. So why do you think that is? I don't know. I I, I can't. Sometimes you just have an idea of what a guy is, I guess. And that's what I always thought Eduardo Nunez could play the outfield. I I was probably couldn't play the infield. He couldn't play the infield. But I always thought one thing he could do when he he was at shortstop, if there was a pop up down the line and, 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 and it, it. you know, at our stadium, it's a it, there's a lot of foul territory. Nunez could go and get it, and I and I always said, and I, I, wow, this guy has a lot of range. You, you put him in center field and really teach him how to do it. I bet he'd be good. And they never tried it. And and, and it's the same with Ref Snyder. I I don't think he could play center field, but I certainly think he could play left and right. And if you add that to second, then you you got a decent kind of utility guy. But but they don't put him in the outfield. They they, they don't try him out there. And I, and I think part of the reason. Is they do if you put him in right field, Aaron Judge can't play there. If you put him in left, then Ben Gamble and Slate Heathcock can't play there. But he's he's got you've got you've got to get more out of him than than you're getting because he could do more. Yeah, he can. So he won the job from Stephen Drew in September last year. There's no question about it. And I I have I am 100 percent confident in saying that if he got the same amount of at bats Stephen Drew got last year, he would have been twice the offensive player that he was. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is a shame. I I think that he's going to have to be traded because everything you just mentioned, but the problem now is he has no trade value. No team is going to give you anything for him. Whereas if, if, if they at least let him play at the major league level as a super utility guy, maybe he could show something and then they could get a little bit more bang for their buck. If they at least played him at the triple A level as a, (laughs) as a utility guy, but they don't, I mean, they've thrown him at third. He's struggled. He's, he's really struggled. And he looks more confident in second. And and the thing with Ref Snyder, that you know he he's pretty good at not letting it bother him. You know, I, I, there were some issues last year where you know they, they they were questioning his attitude. I've never seen that. I I think he's a guy who goes out there and and, and really tries his best. But but it's frustrating. It's got to be frustrating for him. That you know they they've asked they drafted him and asked him to change positions. He changed positions and then told him he was essentially that he wasn't good enough. Because last year, you could see it in Ref Snyder's face. Stephen Drew's hitting 180. It and was not, ridiculous. And, 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 you know, he, he's the one guy who's not getting called up. And, 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 and they're wasting bullets here with him. And, and you know, he, he gets called up and he hits a home run in Boston. And they send him right back down. So, it, 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 I, you know, trust me. I, I've seen the Yankees do the right thing 90% of the time. But with Ref Snyder, they're, they're struggling with him. I, I, I just... It, it amazes me that that, that that group of people can't figure out 
what to do with the guy. You know, to see him playing third base to me is, is, is a mystery. They've just signed a guy, a long-term deal with Chase Headley, right or wrong. You've signed him. They're, they're, so he's not, it's a wrestling. It's not going to start at third. No, yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're, you're, you're using him in positions where he's, he's not going to be helpful to you. Make him as, as versatile as you can and, 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 and put him in the outfield. Use him a little bit there. And maybe he can, he can get at that last bench spot. Maybe he could be the next Ackley. He, he gives you something that Ackley doesn't give you. He could, play, he could hit right-handed. It, it, but but they it, they don't put him in a position where he can help the big league team, and and that that's that's amazing to me because he is such a good hitter. I I, I agree, and and just when you hear the organization talk about him, when you hear Girardi and Cashman talk about Ref Snyder, it's a different tone than when they talk about all of their other guys in, in the organization. They're always so positive, or at least Girardi's always so positive. Cashman, I give him credit; he can be honest, sometimes brutally honest, which I do enjoy. But but they they just have a little bit different tone about Ref Snyder when they talk about him. I, clearly, they don't believe him believe in him. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I, I've come to that conclusion. You have to understand, he comes up in June of fourteen. That's the first time I saw him here, and I thought well, once I, I saw him for three weeks, and I thought this guy is this guy's going to play here for two months and then get called up, and we'll never see him again. And now it's what April fifteenth of two thousand sixteen. He's still here. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's it's really it, it's incredible and, and it's not because he hasn't played well he, he's played really well he, he just you know th- there's that stigma I guess with him now that that he hasn't he doesn't play great defense and, and I really think if the Yankees went out and, and, and praised his defense you, you would you would look at his numbers and say you know he had that he had a rough April last year but after that he was really good if the Yankees came out and really hyped it up I think they can get a, a really good player for him but if, if if I'm a if I'm a team looking for a second baseman, I'm not giving up anything. I'm tr- I'm going to try to steal him. Yeah, no, and I, he'll he'll perform where, wherever he goes, especially offensively. I feel confident in that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll tell you this about him: there's a lot of scouts that that, I've, that I've met around, who've been around the last couple of years. Who you know, some guys have told me that they, that that they've offered the Yankees legitimate players. I mean, legitimate big league players. Well, then what the hell are they waiting for? Turn it down. Now, now, now they won't get those legitimate big no. league players. That's amazing to me. You'd think Cashman, Cashman's not afraid to make any trades. Uh, you'd think he would have pulled the trigger on that. Um, yeah, it baffles me. And I mean, Ref Snyder's not young anymore. He's 25 going on 26 years old. So it's got to happen soon for him. Yeah, he's, I mean, this, this is a, this, I would say this is a big year for him, but I don't know what he can prove. I mean, what, what, what's he, what does he have to hit to, to convince them that, that he's a you know that, that he's a big league option off the bench right now. I don't know if he can hit anything. He's I think he's got to show that he's he's a, a much better defender than they really think he is. And then they'll they'll say his base running isn't good. <laughs> yeah, he, he can't be he can't be the utility guy because he can't pinch run for him or something. something Somebody's going to get this guy someday and and, and be, be very pleased with, with with how good an all around player he is. He he's never you said it before. He's never going to win a Gold Glove. He's he's a he's a fifteen homer guy. Maybe a 15, you know maybe a twenty homer guy in the right park, but. You know he, he's a he's he's a solid you know good solid all around player. He, he, but to, to to for for him to be in AAA right now is 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 kind of laughable because you, you I, I've seen a lot of guys come through the pike and he's he's one of the better ones. He's one of the one of the better players I've seen. And you know to, for him to be here and uh, basically on the Austin Romine plan for for three straight years is is is, is incredible. Uh, yeah, and Austin Romine, that leads in perfectly to the next guy I want to talk about is Gary Sanchez, who had an outside shot at winning the job in spring training, but you just figured he's so young, and, and I think that they think he's legitimately going to be a starting catcher for them, so so let him continue to develop in, in AAA. You think that's what their thought process was? Yeah, yeah, he, he would have... I, I was shocked that they were even considering him. I, you know, I know they have to say that he has a chance to win it, but I, but there were a lot of people who considered him the favorite to win the backup spot. I, I I just don't know what Gary Sanchez gives you as a as a backup catcher because you're just not going to send him up to bat a whole lot. I mean, he, because you're always afraid of you know what happened the other night with Brian McCann. You know, if he you know you know if you're DH and your catcher, you you your backup catcher, you lose him. But but I I think Sanchez is. He's, he's another one of those guys. I mean, obviously, you, you hear about him offensively. He, he, he is a special, special offensive player. I mean, there, there's, there's a natural ability there that's kind of just uncanny to watch. Last night, he, he hits a, 
gets a home run and, you know, to win the game, a walk off in, in the 11th inning. And, and the ball, I mean, it just takes off like a golf ball off, off a driver. Yeah, Cashman called him the Kraken because of the sound off of his bat. Yeah, he, he's he's an unbelievable offensive player, and for for our catcher to be that, you know, Ty, I was talking to Tyler Webb after the game yesterday about about Sanchez, and he he said for for a catcher basically to be that good an offensive player, considering how much work they have to do in outside of you know outside of hitting, you know, it, it, it's it's it shows you that the, the raw ability the guy has. I mean, we, we I, I keep saying our stadium is really it's massive, it's expansive, it's one of the bigger stadiums in the maybe in all of baseball. Sanchez hit a, hit a ball last year to left field over a, a, a tower of signs in left field that, that you, I mean, to, to hit the ball over the fence, you get the ball over the fence and it's still, you know, 20 yards away from the, from, from the tower of signs and he hit the ball over the tower of signs. And the only, the only player I've ever seen do that. So he, he's got incredible ability to, to, to hit. He, he can, he's going to be a big league hitter someday, whether it's as a catcher or not. But I'll tell you this, he's a much better catcher than anyone ever gave him credit for. He, he calls a great game. He, he's got a, his throwing arm. I mean, he, he's gotten a lot of accolade, you know, accolades for the for the arm. But he, I, I saw him the other night throw a, a throw a runner out from a good base runner. Throw him out from his knees. He's he's got a great throwing arm. He's quick behind the plate. He he, he puts in a lot more effort into into the catching side of it than I was told he did. You know, so to, I, I think he's got a real future. And, I, and and he's one of those guys like after seeing Montero for a couple of years. I thought if he's if he's what Montero is as a defender, it's just not going to work. And as much as as hard as Jesus tried to work behind the plate, it, it, it didn't it didn't happen for him. Sanchez is a much better athlete than Montero was. Yeah. So he, he's he can he can make it work. He, he's become a good pitch caller. He, he block he gets down and blocks the ball in the dirt now where he wasn't a couple of years ago. And 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 now he's not so much relying on his his throwing arm to to, to uh, control the running game as he is, you know, kind of working with the pitchers and. And and uh, you know, you know, kind of, you know, go going going with them as, as, as you know pregame and, and you know with their strategies and, and stuff like that. And and he's he's putting a lot more time into that. I, he he is. I ranked him as my number two prospect in the organization coming into the season, behind Caprillion. And 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 I, and I think that that uh that Sanchez is is a very very good uh, starting big league catcher moving forward. Maybe an All Star caliber player. I I, I just. He's so much better than anyone told me he was. The Yankees for the last few years have had great catcher depth in the organization. I mean, Cervelli, Romine, John Ryan Murphy. Um, but Sanchez was always the guy that, that was the cut above them. Um, so it's great to hear. He's been in the organization for a long time. Didn't they get him when he was 16 years old? Didn't they sign him? Yeah, he, he's, been one of the, he's one of those guys that's been around forever. He, you know, they, 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 I think he was 17 or, or 16 or whatever. But, they, but they've been talking about him for a long time. And I've, I've, I've paid a lot of attention to him in spring trainings and you know, he honestly he wasn't a good defender. He he was he was a guy that I thought, oh, they're gonna have to move him to first because he just can't. He, he you know, it, it's nice to to have the idea to stick him at catcher and and see if it, if it sticks, but it's not gonna work. And I, I'm as shocked as anybody to see how good he he's been over the you know since last July or whenever he got here at, at, at calling you know calling the game number one, number two, you know, working with the pitching staff, making in game adjustments. He's really good at it. And you know, to, to you know, obviously to to see him control the running game the way he does, and in this league where you have a lot of National League based teams where they run a lot, to to see him to see him work on, on that part of his game here is has really been fun. Well, that that's great to hear, and that's another thing that I was saying. I didn't know that really about him. I thought he was you know average at best defensively, but what you want on your backup catcher on the major league roster is not average defense and average game calling. You want somebody who can go in there and work with the pitchers. I mean, Romine can do that fine. He's, he's a zero bat. I mean, he's kind of an automatic out. Um, I know he hit in spring training, but I, I just don't see anything from him at the major league level offensively that, that ever tells me he's going to hit. If, if Romine played every day, he hit you two fifty. I, I think that's but what what Romine is is he's a guy who's going to poke the ball to right. He's going to try to hit behind runners. Um, he, he had I mean he got robbed of a hit the other day, and he he really should have had a two hit game uh, the other night. But but he you know he's 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 not near the the offensive catcher that that Montero or uh, Gary Sanchez was. But but it, you know in his defense he was never built that way. Right. And 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 really I mean if you want the the the, conver- the conversation really here was. You know, it, it, with John Ryan Murphy when he came up through here, I thought, "Wow, this guy's a much better version of 
of Romine offensively. I mean, he's, he's got he's got some work to do to be what Romine is defensively, but Ro, but Murphy could really hit. And now when you see Sanchez, I mean, he blows Murphy out of the water. So as an offensive player, so so Sanchez is one of the two or three best offensive catchers I've seen in the International League in the, in the last 10, 15 years. He, he, he could really he could really drive the ball. He is a I mean, not only might he be a, a big league starting catcher and like as, as an all star caliber player, he might be a cleanup hitter. Wow. Yeah, and, and, it, and that's not easy to be no. as a catcher. No, I mean, Posada was never the cleanup hitter, but, I mean, what he gave the Yankees offensively was top of the league, so to hear that is great. And it's going to work out, I think, the timing works out well with McCann, which is why I was in support of that signing when they gave him the five-year contract, is because they had these young catchers who would be ready when McCann was transitioning away from being a catcher, maybe maybe playing a little bit more first base. So, I, I mean, I don't know. You tell me, could Sanchez be on the major league team catching either in a starting role next year or a semi-starting role, kind of splitting duty with McCann? Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's the, the, the big question. I don't know how you split time with McCann. I mean, you almost have to keep three catchers. That, 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 could, that could happen if you're going to play him against lefties and just use Romine off the bench. But, but I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how he splits time with McCann because it's not like McCann's offense is, is, is – poor either and, and McCann gives you great great defense so and, he, and he's a team leader so I mean yeah I I, I could see Sanchez you know the thing with McCann he's got two more years I, I think I think they, they might have gone one too many years with McCann but that said you know that that's what that's what it took to you're get not, that yeah play. you're not going to get him if you don't do that yeah you needed him so <laughs> so I, I, I think it, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of work uh, Sanchez in there just might be some times over the next couple of years where they just lose, have to lose their DH if the catcher has to come out. But McCann has proven pretty durable. I, I, I think they can get away with that. And I, I, I think that the plan next year for the Yankees is uh, very obviously that they're going to have to use Sanchez as the backup. Yeah, you can't you can't keep sticking him in the minors if, if he's hitting like you're you're saying. And he, and he mean he's got a major league, he's major league talent. So so that's good. Um, all right. So uh, before we before we wrap this up, I do want to ask. So. The Scranton Shuttle, you know, who are some of the arms that we could see riding the Scranton Shuttle this year back and forth to the Bronx? Uh, Pazos has to be. <laughs> he pitched pretty good for them in September last year. This guy is a—he's going to be in the big leagues for 15 years. I'm telling you, this guy's one of my one of my favorite players that I've seen. I mean, I, I really like the way he attacks hitters. He's a just just a good solid lefty. I, I everybody, they're all the talk last year was about Lindgren, and and and, and rightfully so. He was the top draft pick. But I think Pazos is better than Lingren. I mean, well, he he really has that, that great slider, but he but he but he throws that he comes hard at you with that with that fastball. It's tough to see. It it really sneaks up on a lot of guys. So I I, I think he he's going to be a guy who's up or down two or three times. Well, so they just sent down Sessa and called up Tyler Olson today. We're recording this on Friday. Um, why why would they call up Olson instead of Pazos? Um, it, it probably <laughs> that's a that's a good question, but but um. Olsen can give you a little bit of length too. I mean, Pazos okay. can't do that right now. Um, Olsen started the other day when I, I believe he went four innings. So, so he kind of is that second long man with, with the, he, he can give you what Sessa gave you, but he could also give you the, you know, the, the, the lefty on lefty thing, which you're going to need against the Mariners because they, they do bring some, some lefties. If you need to get Robbie Cano out in the sixth inning, uh, you, you might you might want to go with Olsen in that spot. And he does give you another lefty. So, Pazos would have too, but. You know, let's say that CC gets you know knocked out in the second inning. You've used Nova the other night, and he wasn't great. God. So it, it at least gives you Olson, and that's that's the reason I, I could think of. But 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 I, I love Pazos. I think he gets, I think he's a good situational lefty. He could he could develop into a Mike Stanton type of guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting comparison. The bullpen. I'm interested to see how the bullpen Scranton shuttle works out once they get Chapman back because it's really only one spot. Last year they had two spots for that. But other than the big three, plus who, Barbado's been fantastic so far. And Shreve, I know they really like him. So it's really one spot in the bullpen that's going to be rotated in and out. Yeah, that, that, that is going to be interesting. Um, see, I, I, I assume Brandon Pinder would start. Not, not that I, not, I don't think he's better than Johnny Barbado by any, any stretch. But I, 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 I just assumed, because the, the Yankees do really like Pinder, that, that he'd be a guy that, that would start the season up there. But, but Barbado won that job. And, and now, now that he's here, I don't, I don't know if there's a, a clear avenue for, for a guy like, like Pinder to get up. I mean, he, he, it's got to be, 
it's got to be that one spot that we saw today, the Sessa spot. You know, and and and, and one, I, I guess once you know Nova or, or settles in, or the you know the the, the starting rotation works its way out, or and, and and maybe they have to put Nova in it, or or, or what whatever. But once it starts to work itself out, I, I you think you could probably have that second, you know, that that, that second opening there. But but I don't know. I as as it stands right now, you know, it's the it's the Tyler Olson spot, and and, and and if they're looking for some length out of that spot, and I and I and I, and I like what they're doing. I I think it, I think that's the right move to go with somebody who can give you two or three innings or maybe four innings at a time, you know, especially as Nova, you know, kind of settles into his role. Um, the, the guys like Pazos and, and, and Brandon Pinder and, and, you know, Tyler Webb, I guess, to a, a certain extent, you know, even though Webb could give you some, some distance, but, but those guys, yeah, it, it's going to be tough for them to, to, to kind of crack the rotation and, and, and the bullpen. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. So uh, I was waiting until the end of the episode to ask you because I know uh, you, you grew up in Scranton and it used to be the, the Phillies minor league affiliate. So are you a Phillies or a Yankees fan? I grew up a Yan- I was a Yankees fan. I was gonna say, it sounds like you're a Yankees fan, so that's good. It would be kind of yeah. t- be kind of tough if you had to watch all these guys play and you, and you weren't even rooting for them. So, so that's definitely good. So yeah, do- I, I will say this though: covering the Phillies teams, were, it, it was a it was a great thrill for me because number one, they were they were the only guys in town. But but they had, uh, some of the, I mean, just some some guys who went on to great careers, who just great character guys. I, I, I've I've always liked Utley's one of my favorites. Um, Nick Punto was a was a really great player here spent a lot of years in the in, in the big leagues but but there, there there's been just so many guys who I've I've met here who who've gone on to have great big league careers and you know started out in the Phillies organization that have that have gone to gone on to be you know just just, just great players and it, I, I was I was really happy to have been, had the chance to to cover the Phillies teams I, I grew up a Yankees fan they, they were the they were the they were the team I watched all the time but but you know a lot of people ask me that and, and just assume that I I, I had a you know, I had a rough time watching the Phillies all these years, but really I didn't. I mean, it, it was the time of my life. Yeah, at least it's it's not like the Red Sox or the Mets or something where you really have to hate the <laughs> team. The Mets. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, Donnie, thanks again for, for joining. I think it was a lot of good stuff. Uh, always great to hear uh, about these minor league guys, and it sounds like there's a lot to look forward to. So, again, find Donnie on Twitter, at DonnieCollinsTT. And, uh, again, thank you, and uh, hopefully we can get you on again in the future. All right, sounds good. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it, and go Yankees. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.